a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Welcome back, Rebels and Imperials, to Force Ghost Coast to Coast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Liz and Matt. This episode is dropping on Black Friday, which is the unofficial start to the holiday season. And so what a better day. There is no better day to discuss this year's Lego Star Wars holiday special. Now, I say this year's because I am imploring Lucasfilm, do this every year, please. Yes. Please. Oh my gosh, what a what a silver lining to 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a uh, mood booster. <laughs> yes. I mean, I I was smiling ear to ear the entire time. It was legitimately funny. Yes. <laughs> it threw a lot of shade at Star Wars, which I love when something can poke fun at itself. Uh. You know, um it had it, it only I if if I had closed my eyes the only actor I knew was not there was Adam Driver. Everybody else, the voice actors they got were very good. There were a few. Kelly Marie Tran came back as Rose, mm-hmm. and Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, and uh, Billy D. Williams as Lando. But yep. everybody else was not the the actor from the film. Uh, they did get both the Obi-Wan and the Anakin from the Clone Wars, though, which was nice to okay. see them yeah. bring them yeah, back. Yeah. Um, but the voice cast was terrific. Mm-hmm. I, I just have so many... Things to say, Liz. What did you think of the holiday special? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I I agree. I feel like I, rarely do we get Star Wars that is self-deprecating in some way, and I think that's what I enjoyed most about it—just the humor. I, I I I guess I figured it would be funny because it was Lego oriented, but I didn't expect Star Wars to poke fun at itself so much. And Matt, yeah, I much the same way. A lot of it. I was thinking about this today. It's funny how this really encapsulates why I think a lot of us love Star Wars Um, because it's all the jokes and the hokiness and the fun that is at the core of Star Wars and I think gets lost sometimes in really just kind of bogging it down with all the serious stuff when it's really just fun and this really just showed that. Yeah, and I loved it as a grown up. I could see I mean, I'm interested in your reaction as, you know, a parent. Somebody who's going to be watching it, kind of the kids for its kid stuff, and then all the extra jokes for the adults. I think it hit those notes. I don't know if you felt the same way, Brian. Yeah, so I watched it with Ben today. Emilia was in school, and and Ben professes to not like Star Wars. Now he 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 doesn't. <laughs> ben only likes things that he has decided he likes. Like mm-hmm. most of the shows he watches, he claims he doesn't like. But Amelia puts it on, and he like sits there and flaps mm-hmm. his wings. He's so happy. But he like so he. I was like, just just try this. And he thoroughly enjoyed this today. Um, But again, we laughed at almost the exact opposite stuff. (laughs) Even though it's in the trailer, which I wish it wasn't, when Lando said, please be a cape, please be a cape, it's a wrap. (laughs) Like, that line is so funny. And I cracked up and Ben just looked at me like I was crazy. But, you know. um, It requires some background knowledge. Yeah. But, like, that line alone is is worth the price of admission or, or, or the Greedo. What's the, what's Greedo's race called? I can't remember now, but whatever. When that character walked in and went McClunky. McClunky. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. There's so many very deep dives into things. Um, 
that only like a diehard Star Wars fan would get. But you could also watch it never watching Star Wars before and still think it was hilarious. Now, I'm interested, Matt, you watched this with our mutual friend, your wife, Eileen, who Correct. likes Star Wars but is not an encyclopedic Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. What did she think of it? She was a very big fan. Mm. She really, really liked it. Yeah. Mm, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. She And again, she thought it was cute and thought it was fun. I was laughing at some of the, like, deeper jokes that you know death star 2 the hello there stuff (laughs) um but she just enjoyed it because it was just a really good time um and she liked the message of it because it is actually a really sweet story about togetherness and having faith in each other so yeah she was a big big fan yeah i feel like this is this hits so many of the things that you want from both a holiday special and Mm -hmm. from star wars so much better than the actual Star Wars holiday special <laughs> does. Ooh, I, I thought that a lot as I was watching this. <laughs> yeah. I am a little bit upset that we didn't get uh, Lumpy watching softcore porno this time, unlike, okay, well, unlike last time. That, that was the one letdown of this. Yeah. Yes. I did have a question. So uh, there's a many questions that I have about this. Okay. But were though I didn't go back and watch it. Were those the same? Yes. They were okay. They that were the same family, yes. Wow, the same yeah, same Wookiees. Wow, okay, <laughs> which is great. It's just, yes, <laughs> yeah. I also feel like this is, and I do want to get into a little bit more of the sort of the, the plot. We're not going to spend a lot of time with the plot, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that this is in a way like the most, the most, I, I'm using this with a lowercase c, not an uppercase c, the most Catholic meaning universal Star Wars experience, it has a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit of the Clone Wars. It has, you know, with the voice actors there, it has a little bit of the yep. prequels, has the Mandalorian. It has the sequels and the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. It has, it's just, it, it's a really, really good digest of everything Star Wars. Yeah, it wraps it up better than anything else we've seen thus far. Yeah. And makes the connections between... The story is very, very clear. Yeah. It's that that part is very interesting too. It shows a reflection in the stories and makes you actually kind of like, oh, aha, uh-huh, I see now how the three trilogies rhyme with each other. Yeah. Which yeah. is it's weird for a Lego Life Day <laughs> special to do that, but it does that job of a lot of the kind of ancillary Star Wars pieces and really frames it in a way that makes it make so much more sense and i like the fact that it made the connection that really everything about star wars in some sense is about teaching Mm -hmm. yes yes and learning learning from failure and Mm -hmm. really in terms of teaching everything about teaching is about connections and relationships (laughs) yeah so what i would like us to do is i would like us to each maybe highlight a, a favorite character and then uh, maybe a, a favorite like time travel. Cause you know, throughout, throughout all of it, Ray and BB eight and eventually many characters are traveling <laughs> through time. Um, half of Darth Maul. Half of Darth Maul. <laughs> uh, but maybe we can point out like a favorite time travel moment. So Matt, what character really did it for you? And what was your favorite of the time travel moments? Um, I really, 
I'm excited for this now. It's really tough. Um, My favorite character was probably actually the Kylo Ren um, (laughs) trying his hardest not to be a traitorous douchebag um, (laughs) while still being one. Um, And the scene with him and his shirt off and Hux was just (laughs) so funny and so true. It was all the Star Wars memes wrapped up into... (laughs) into a hilarious package um I, I, i'm still laughing thinking about it um the ridiculous high-waisted pants and unnecessary abs of you know the second film i <laughs> that that was definitely my number one the the calling the death star 2 the death star 2 by name is a close <laughs> second um but yeah the abs was was by far the funniest <laughs> Liz, what about you? Ooh, I, I feel like, um, you know, Kylo Ren was probably my close second. I liked when, um, what's his name, was just staring at his chest. That that was a good one, Matt. Um, I, I, I feel like all the dark side characters were great. They were all just comic relief. Um, I'm going to say Vader, perhaps, was my, my favorite. He had so many great one-liners. Um, things like Death Star 2 feels kind of derivative. Uh, how about Starkiller Base? Yeah. <laughs> At one yeah. point. Um, I, I feel like he really played this sort of uh, like comic relief and villain all at the same time. Um, I, I think they were on Tatooine at one point and he made some comment about those binary suns yeah. or are hot. <laughs> and then just when there were the two Vaders at the same time, um, in conflict with one another, and then they kind of agreed on what they needed to do at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just seemed like such in contrast to Vader's usual personality, which is just so straight-laced and, and villainous. He never breaks or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to mention anything else about Vader? I feel like he had so many other lines, and I can't think of what they were now. That binary um, sun line was great. That was in the trailer, too, because... Um, Ray says, Master Luke, and he says, my son, I mean my, look at those binary sons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Just perfect. Just perfect. Yeah, yeah, there were just so many good ones. Um, yeah, he, I think, was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ben's favorite, my son, was uh, Poe, for sure. He loved how Poe kept crying. That that was just really <laughs> tickling him, really tickling him. He just thought, he just thought it was so silly and so ridiculous. Um and uh, I, th- I thought that actually the Poe character was very, very good in this. I, mm. I think that guy, first of all, sounds just like a- just like I- uh, Oscar Isaac, like really spot on voice cast in there. But he just, um, I feel like Poe is the character in the new trilogy that does radiate the most warmth. And so making him like the the center of the Life Day celebration was a really fun thing to do. Um, but I, I will also say I really enjoyed the uh, farm boy Luke who was constantly drinking his blue milk. <laughs> that was Eileen's favorite as well. <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was just a funny goof. And again, like if you don't know about the blue milk, that makes no sense to you. Um, <laughs> but blue milk is just like a Star Wars inside joke. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's always carrying it around. And uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. But I also really enjoyed the scene in the elevator between Obi-Wan and Anakin from Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Where he was like, um, 
you know, be subtle or whatever. And he's carrying that giant bouquet of flowers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, just, just there were, there were a lot of, a lot of really good moments in this. Um, <laughs> we also got like, you know, a surprising number of Star Wars characters showed up. Like Qui-Gon Jinn was in it for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Not even. We got the Mandalorian and the child mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. briefly. Um, we well, got... Matt Caribo. Yeah. 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 The other six guys died. Yeah. I was like, oh, mine. God. <laughs> uh, oh, man. But just so many great things like that. Just, uh, I, I, I feel like we're saying the same thing over and over again. And I, First of all, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have Disney Plus, I don't know what to tell you. Like <laughs> between Mandalorian and Rebels and Clone Wars, it's worth it. But this is this is worth a month subscription to Disney Plus on its own. Yeah. It is it is fantastic. It's the most fun you'll have watching something this this holiday season. It's um, shockingly well done too. I was just amazed at the like the in-depth of texture because it's cl- obviously it's a Star Wars thing and a Lego thing, but the detail they put into making it look physically Lego, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yes. Um, everything was textured as if it was a toy. Um, just made it kind of really engaging in a way that some of the other Lego stuff just isn't. Um, that I loved. Um, just the again, it's just the amount of detail that was poured into this for you know for a franchise that sometimes does cut corners especially in special effects um it's it was really nice to see the amount of detail i also like that they it's firmly like even though it's it's 100 star wars it's also 100 lego like when when ray crashes in dagobah her hair falls off and she mm-hmm. picks it up and like puts it back on, and that's something that obviously isn't in canon Star Wars stuff, but you know, it's fun and it totally <laughs> yeah. it totally works. Yeah. Uh, so here is a question I had for you guys: Do you think? And and this could be me reading way too much into this. Obviously, this is not like Star Wars canon stuff, right? But I, mean, I that was a question I had. Well, so my question is, do you think that this is a clue that we're going to see more of Finn training to be a Jedi? Mm. Yeah, I, it's very interesting, too. I Is this the only post-Rise um, of Skywalker media we have right now? Yes, I believe so. Very interesting to see at least you know, a tentative pathway forward. And I think it's what you were talking about last week about maybe the next stories are her training and specifically training um, uh, Finn. I, I, I wonder, I mean, that'd be a cool story. You know, maybe not a full academy, but her taking him on as her own apprentice or Padawan. I think apprentice is more of a Sith word, but you know, <laughs> yes, whatever. Yes. Yeah, that's actually interesting. And yeah, that I'd like that. I I feel like it seemed like especially after the first movie in the new trilogy, you know, Ray and Finn would play more of a role together as a duo. Um and you know, 
having Ray train Finn would sort of put them back into that sort of role. I think that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. And we get that idea after Rise of Skywalker that Finn is force sensitive. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and I, go ahead. Matt, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just, and I would love to see a future forward where it's a pairing of um, Ray and Finn and then Rose and Poe. I think that's a really cool splitting of the characters. I just wish that anybody other than you right now would ever consider Rose part of that like core group because yeah. it's just mm-hmm. so clear that nobody else does, which is terrible because she's a great character and she deserves to be in that pantheon of characters, but Star Wars has not treated her that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm... I am I am very very interested to see if anything from this is ever referenced again. And like one of the great things about Star Wars is that stuff can go unreferenced for 35 years and then all of a sudden show up. Like for instance, the last time before 2019, the last time Life Day was mentioned in a Star Wars thing was in the original holiday special. And yet, mm-hmm. in the in the premiere of the Mandalorian last season, Life Day is mentioned. Yeah, like you know, these things are just threaded through. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see little references to this. But I also think that, like the main device of this this key that can travel through time, I cannot imagine that ever showing up again, unless it's in another special like this one. I mean, yes and no, but it's honestly not that far fetched. Well, it reminded me of, and you're going to have to remind me of the fr- the phrase they use in Rebels. The world between worlds. Yes, the world between worlds. Thank you. It, it reminds me very much of the world between worlds, mm-hmm. um, which I was almost surprised they didn't throw that term in there. But again, this is just makes it simpler. This is just yeah. a, a nice, easy way to, uh, you know, to deal with that. Um, but yeah, um, what's the um, what's the likelihood? That we see more of these, you think? I mean, I I think pretty good. I think they've, um, I, I I can't see this not doing well. Um, and I know they have some other things. I don't. Brian, have you watched any of the other? Is it Lego Star All Stars Legends or some there... other Lego series that was recommended after this that I had never heard of? So there are a couple of different Lego Star Wars things. There are I've watched some of the short things they've done in the past. Okay. But there's also a thing called the Freemaker. Yes. Uh saga or something which is more Lego Star Wars stuff that introduces new characters and all of that. And I think all of that's on Disney Plus now. Hmm. I have, yeah, not, I have to check that out. I have not watched those yet, but I I've heard that they're quite good. Um I I think that I think when Star Wars has fun with itself, it's just so infectious. Mm-hmm. Like the the one line that kind of gave me made me groan was Ray thanks Luke says thank you for finally teaching me something, and I wanted to be like, well, he taught you a lot in the in the Last Jedi <laughs> if you just you know look at it a certain way from a certain <laughs> point of view, um, you know. Uh, but you know, but I like that they were poking fun at everything. Ooh, I, think, I, I think every movie essentially got a poke. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, one way or another. Um, and that's good. 
<laughs> the Revenge of the Sith was great. <laughs> when they were fighting on the uh, <laughs> yeah, a uh, Mustafar. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was yeah. Mm. Okay. So much it was just so enjoyable. Yeah, I wish we had stuff to criticize. It would make for a better podcast. Um, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like those prequel episodes. We had yeah, a lot. Ex- exactly. Yeah, we, we just we just don't have as much to say right now. Um, yeah, it's so hard to find a piece of Star Wars media that we just are that enamored with. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, so that makes me think they will make more of these. I feel like it reaches a wide audience when there is something like this, like a Lego Star Wars. Hopefully they'll make a holiday special every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my my question is, and there's no way for us to know this necessarily, is how much this costs them to make. You know, mm-hmm. computer animation can be very expensive, but it's getting cheaper all the time. And like we said, they didn't go after huge voice casts you know, in terms of, of requiring giant salaries or anything like that. And so this could have been, and this probably was 90% done during quarantine. Yeah. Like true. realistically, I mean, you know, Rise of Skywalker came out not that long ago, less than a year ago. So, yeah. Know. Yeah. And this is a clear, distinct um, sequel to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, you know, I hope they do more of it. I think it'll be, I think it'll be so great if they did more of it, for every for every reason. It's just, it's, it's so much fun. Um, I, I, I will say if they do another one, I, I, I hope they don't just go to the same device of this uh, key through time. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see them do some, some different things with it. Um, but to me, it's just it's it's all about the uh, it's all about the the tone of it. I don't really care what they do, as long as they keep the fun tone. Yes. I, yeah. There were a couple of things that I was sort of surprised. Like, for instance, I think they could have gotten away with not showing Ray using her yellow lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But like they did, so that's clearly incontinent. Like we, I know we see it at the end of Rise of Skywalker, but like this is the first time we see her really, really use that. Um, we got to see Leia as a Force ghost again. Mm-hmm. A little bit surprised we got that. You know, there were just things like that 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 to me means it had to have been started after the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, even um, Finn's uh, jacket and hairstyle were Rise of Skywalker related. Yep, and we got uh, Zuri. Briefly in it again, the the Carrie mm-hmm. Russell character, Babu Frick, Babu, Babu Frick, Frick. <laughs> break dancing. <Yeah. laughs> we also saw C three PO doing the robot, which was pretty great. Eileen broke out laughing at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I thought you were say you hope it's not the same holiday. They branch into other oh. Star Wars holidays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, we should we should have a, a, a like a hut holiday next time. Yeah, all, all species day. Yes, <laughs> we did get uh, jingle bells in its original hutties, uh, <laughs> karaokeed by Finn. Yeah, <laughs> didn't realize that was a hut uh, hut song. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a long, long time ago. It was passed on from many generations. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, and, and then the last thing I want to say before uh, we kind of. 
I'm going to throw you guys a curveball in the second half of the show here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the last thing I want to say is I loved at the end Yoda being dressed like the snowman from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes. <laughs> Did not expect that at all. That was a yeah. surprise. Yeah. Well, at first, I, I have right in my notes. Like, is this narrated by Ghost Yoda? And then it's like, oh, shit, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just super Again. fun. I it, I glad it, I'm glad it didn't take itself seriously. It was the right amount of fun and also kind of heartwarming. So, yes. Uh, in case in case 25 minutes of us gushing about this didn't give you the clue that you should go watch this, please go watch this. We're having a lot of fun with it, and you should as well. All right, folks. Well, that's our uh, Lego Star Wars holiday special discussion. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, please go watch this. When we get uh, when you next hear from us, we'll be discussing from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back for real this time. Um, the third attempt at, at getting that done, but we will get it done for next time. Uh, and then we have some more fun stuff planned for December. And um, as always, remember, the Force will be with you always. Hello, podcast listeners. We're the hosts of the DC3 cast. I'm Zach. I'm Vince. And I'm Brian. Each week, we discuss most of the new releases from DC Comics, focusing mainly on Rebirth, Wildstorm, and Young Animal. We also look at the news of the week, discuss the film and television adaptations of DC material, and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes, my wife, Dio impressions, this is bad, what the f***? And an in-depth look at DC each week, join us every Wednesday morning at multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get Jurgens with us.